Hello and welcome to No Limits. This week we are talking about a studio closure. We're talking about Shuhei Yoshida's favorite games. And yes, we will, to an extent, be discussing the Insomniac hack. Hello again. You're listening to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast. This is a very informal and impromptu episode. We are recording this a couple of days before Christmas. We weren't going to do an episode, but you're so lucky you're getting another one, dear listener, slash viewer, slash both. We realized, me and Bree, you know, Taylor, lightweight. He bails out, you know, just can't be bothered. But me and Bree, we're committed. So we come in and we're like, well, there's a lot of news. A lot of, a lot of stuff has happened this past week since our last recording. And we thought it was pertinent that we talk about it before the, the, the new year and before too much time has passed. Um, I do not have the rigmarole in front of me. So I'm going to say, off the top of my head, go to patreon.com slash save the game media to support us there is a one dollar tier you can get all the content uh that it includes exclusive post shows we have host versus host stuff that's great you can jump into the discord which the links are in the description you can uh join in have conversations with us on the daily we're pretty active sometimes not i'm neither here nor there but i'm not the main attraction here let's be honest um who is who is us you know not just oh, okay. me and you, but like I was asking for a specific person just to see what you would answer, but um, <laughs> cool. I am going to say Ethan. Ethan is the main attraction. Yeah, I miss which him. is ironic because he's not on any of the shows anymore. Uh, missing dearly. There's probably something else I'm missing from the rigmarole. I don't think so. Outside of the Patreon supporters, of course. Yeah. Which we normally list at the start of the episode, so we should probably do that now, but I'm going to hand that responsibility over to Bree. Yeah. Sam couldn't find the show notes from any of the other weeks that we've done. I, I could. <laughs> you know, I have access to every single one of them, but I just... I, there's two, one too many tabs, and I was... I can't quite manage another one, you know? Mm, sure. My brain will cease to function. So special shout out to our current patrons. We've got Pack of Tom, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, David Hotright, Dave Harp, the Xbox Expansion Pass, and Lee Navarro. There Thank you, you, everyone, for your support. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this is weirdly far less of a tire fire than most other intros are um what sort of indictment is that on taylor um (laughs) it's okay he's not here (laughs) he can't respond immediately um brie how are you doing what have you been playing um i have not been playing any games um i'm doing well uh considering everything um i am looking forward to my year-end bonus that's coming soon 
Um, let's see. What else? Um, I found out. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I found out that in order to start budgeting, all I needed was a really colorful spreadsheet that somebody else made. So right. I finally filled out like a budget spreadsheet. <laughs> it's pink and purple and has cats on it. Of course. Goes without saying. Yeah. So that was my activity on Thursday was filling that out because I was so excited about it because it was cats and yes. pastels. Yes. Yeah. I've also been crocheting a lampshade. Oh. Which I didn't know you could do that until very recently. So this is my first lampshade that I'm attempting to crochet. Very nice. So, yeah. Very and nice. I do have to shout out. I've got my PlayStation Christmas sweater on. I actually have two of these. This is my not as nice one. But the nice one is like thick and has embroidery. And it gets really hot. So I can't wear it. Cool. How are you? What have you been watching, playing, all that fun stuff? Um... I am I am signed off for the year. I submitted Yay! my final invoice. So we finally get a different answer. Night. Um, yes, I'm actually not busy yes. for once. Who knew? That's a that's a yes. possibility anymore. It does feel very weird. Explains the outfit. Um, yeah, I just couldn't be bothered to get dressed today. Um, although I am actually fully dressed underneath this, it's just quite cold here, as you can imagine. Um, well, no, that's no different to usual in the UK, but um, yeah, no, it's 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 very strange. I don't like it. Um, I, I can al I'm already getting fidgety, um, more fidgety than I normally am, which is uh peculiar but oh i forgot to I've, send you a task list my bad i'll do that just gotta lean into it you know i've just gotta it's it's like you're going cold turkey on an addiction you've just gotta ride the wave as hard as it is for a few days or a week mm -hmm. which is all i've really got um and then you know maybe maybe the last few days of this week off i'll i'll enjoy it you know maybe do you Probably think you not, didn't though. enjoy today? Um, no, no, I'm not, not saying I didn't enjoy today, but I, I don't think I relaxed and, you know, R and R'd as much as I probably should have. Because mm. I was constantly pushing to do stuff, even if it's not ac actually working. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, looking forward to the holiday week i guess before i restart um what have i been playing i've been playing quite a few things actually um because of the playstation plus catalog i played through tiny kin um oh i've been waiting to hear from you on this one yeah unironically an excellent game really loved it um, what kind of gameplay is it i don't even think i understand what it is so it's like it's a 3D platformer um with you play as like a 2D 2D sprite guy kind of thing. Um imagine like Paper Mario kind of okay. as, as much as I understand Paper Mario. <laughs> um in, in, in a 3D environment. Mm -hmm. And you have these tiny little creature monster things which are called tiny kin. And it's essentially mm -hmm. again as far as I understand it, Pikmin, really, where 
the different colored tiny kin each have different like active abilities that you can use to access new areas of a given environment um it's not metroidvania at all um but you you know you unlock additional colors of these things throughout the the different levels and yeah it's like a, a collectathony kind of thing very quaint very cute can be wrapped up in like 12 hours i think probably um yeah really good like no real complaints at all the time trial stuff which is optional Were you platinum it? i most certainly did um that's quite easy this really is my I mean, obviously you had to you had to collect everything um but that wasn't really too much of a hassle because i was quite comprehensive as i was going through each level to check all the nooks and crannies and stuff so i played that had a good time um <laughs> i what else i, I picked go up check your trophies but you hit them again i picked up four things in the <gasps> sale okay let's hear it i have to go over mine. um i was i did post in the discord i was thinking between two i was going do i want dead space remake or do i want re no. village yes and i was like I, i've been wanting to play both of those basically since they came out um i was leaning more towards dead space but i thought that breaks my heart re village also has the vr mode which i would get mm -hmm. for free and i'm like well mm -hmm. i played my first playthrough of re7 wasn't fully in vr had a great time. In fact, I think I actually platinumed RE7 in VR. Um, so I I plumped for RE Village. I bought RE Village. Um, haven't played too much of it. I think I've played maybe like an hour. Um, so I'm not really far in at all. Uh, I'm still like in that starting village with all the the wolves. Um, like I <laughs> haven't village. haven't met any of lady dimitrescu or i haven't met any of them yet not lady dom oh my god so, so i i for I, you i will be getting into that over the the coming days i think um but alongside that i also purchased uh carrion i think which is a devolver digital game um it's like a, a 2.5d horror platformy metroidvania-y type thing um which i've had my eye on since it was announced again uh it's been out for quite a while i don't want to say a couple of years but it's probably not far off of that um god forbid if it's any longer i don't know but you play as like this red tenderly monster thing that progressively gets bigger um as you consume all these people in the facility that you're breaking out of and you unlock abilities and you can then use those abilities to go back to other areas and access new new sections and stuff um very very cool you know it's it's like a the the definition of just a good game you know um i i i really bought it because i kind of wanted something very simple that I could just mindlessly enjoy rather than like I normally was. Even in that first hour of Resident Evil Village, I was like, are there any collectibles in this corner? Here, 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 here. I don't want to miss anything. 
because I'm always going for the platinum. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I need I want to play something that I don't really have to worry about that in. So I, I've played through most of that, haven't finished it yet, but having a good time. And then today I purchased two additional games because I couldn't help myself. I'm like, I already have so many things from PS Plus to play in my backlog that I purchased recently and not so recently that I haven't played yet. RE Village is one of them, which I will play, don't worry. But the two I purchased today, one mm-hmm. one of which was just because it was ridiculously cheap, like a super discount, was Psychonauts 2. Mm. Um, I I played through the original Psychonauts recently, uh, not for the first time, but for the first time in a long time um, on PS4. Well, PS5, but the PS4 version. Um, I had a great time with that. So I was like, I would have played Psychonauts 2 at some point. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that some point is closer than I thought because it w- it's on like an 80% discount. So it was like under £10. I was like, well, oh, wow. it's normally at least 50 So I should probably just pick it up because I am interested in playing it. Mm-hmm. So I got that. haven't played any of that yet, but it is downloaded, ready to go whenever I feel like it. And then the one other game, which I, I must sing the praises of, which I actually only recently finished maybe an hour ago, is Before Your Eyes, um, which mm. is, I think, a VR exclusive game. I could be wrong. I feel like I might have heard something about a flat screen version, but I'm probably wrong because it seems like that'd be quite hard to do or get the same impact. Um, it does say VR2 required. Yeah, okay. At least, well, on PlayStation, definitely, there isn't a flat screen version, but I feel like there was a version prior to the PSVR2 version on see. maybe a different platform. I might I might be thinking of a different game that has a similar vibe or aesthetic or design ethos. I probably am. Um, regardless, it is um, quite a short game. Uh, I, I beat it in it's probably about three hours tops. Um, let me tell you, I don't cry often from games, but I was just a, a wreck. Well, not a wreck, but I was I was in I was in a state. Oh wow! Upon finishing this game. Um, Without spoilers, um, obviously you you need a fair bit of kit to even have the opportunity to play this game, it seems. But the the general premise is that you, the the character you're playing as, um, has died. And you are essentially on the boat crossing the, you know, the, the river of the dead or whatever. And you're speaking to the boatman it's a very quaint aesthetic it sounds far more dark than it actually is um you're talking to the boatman who's a cat um and you have my attention <laughs> he basically says that for you to be worthy of going into the afterlife you need to recount him your entire life story um and that is that is the premise of the game but um, the gimmick is that every time you blink, 
you progress that life story. So, and because PSVR two has eye tracking, you know, inside the headset, so it it can it will register when you blink. Oh wow! Okay. So, again, I'm not going to go into spoilers because I don't want to ruin it for people that might be interested in playing it if they have access, uh, which I really highly recommend. Um, you start out as like a young child, and one of the first things you do is your um your mom in the game is sat playing like a big grand piano in the living room of your house and you're sat there obviously first person because it's vr and you've got like a tiny little baby kitty first piano type thing you know in front of you and the the thing you have to do to progress is to try and like it's very simple but you just have to like try and match the tune that your mom's playing and your mom's like oh that's cute and she will play the song like in full, as far as I know. But this it's it's where it gets super interesting. Because even in that, it's so lovely, like the music is so lovely and the visual aesthetic of the game is so gorgeous that all of these little vignettes that you're getting to see in 3D and you're able to look around, it's like fleeting, right? Because you can only not blink for so long. Yeah. So as you get further into this person's life and you're experiencing, as you can imagine, more and more trials and tribulations and interesting character interactions and stuff, there were moments where I was getting emotional or like moved, you know, just generally moved or felt a certain kind of way from a scene. And just instinctually, I would blink twice, you know, because whether I was like choking back a tear or trying to not have my eyes well up or anything. But the pain in the ass thing is that that not only ended the scene I was currently in, but then immediately skipped the scene after that. So I got mm -hmm. like a split second flash of whatever that scene was that I missed. And there's no way to go back. Like I just, I've missed it. Obviously, I can replay it if I wanted to. Um, and there are like, there seems to be like branching path choices you can make. I don't know how consequential they are. But um, yeah, like, not. I'm not going to get emotional now, but it's kind of making me feel a bit like oh, thinking about the, particularly the the closing section of the game, um, which you could probably have assumptions about how it would end, and you're not entirely wrong. But there's a lot of nuance there um, that I don't want to spoil. But it is one of the few games now that if you do have access to VR, I think you need to play. Like, point blank, no, it's obligatory, I think. So that's alongside, like, Beat Saber, I would say Astrobot Rescue Mission for PSVR. And Before Your Eyes, I think, is the, the third in that trifecta that I just... I'm probably going to get members of my family to play it because I think that it is such a excellent... Like the gimmick is just cool uh, conceptually because you're fight. I was like, my eyes were burning because I was fighting to stay in a scene for longer because this person was talking to me and like revealing stuff about themselves in a very emotional and upfront way, you know. And you could tell that it meant a lot to the character. So I was like, really trying to not blink. 
putting myself through emotional pain to not let that moment pass and miss out, um, which obviously is, is thematically very um, powerful um, and impressive. So, yeah, I could talk about it for a long time, but I'm going to stop myself. I did look it up. You can get it on um, Steam. Hmm. There have been ports for Android and iOS also released. Um, and from what I can see, it still has the same mechanics because it still talks about blinking. So my guess is that it requires you to have some sort of camera to well, track your eyes or something. I, I think that there might be a workaround because technically um, you well mm, that's interesting yeah because there there are moments where you obviously don't want to blink because it will end the scene but to progress through certain scenes you do have to like look at a particular spot and blink to like make that thing open up or reveal a new section or progress the dialogue or whatever so that those could just be like touch you know or you click on that point or whatever but yeah i don't quite know how they get around you because you could just stay in a scene for as long as you wanted if it's not specifically so it does say it was designed for a webcam so it's designed oh, okay to track your enough. eyes with a webcam fair enough yeah so so if if anybody is interested and thinks that they are able to to run that game and have it work you know with if they have a webcam truly i think it is worth your time again it's quite short so it's not a massive commitment or anything it's five dollars um, on Steam right now too, if that helps. Yeah, it, it was under ten ten pounds for, so it'd probably be about ten dollars, I think, on the PlayStation Store. In the US, so in the US, it was fifteen dollars oh, um, on the PlayStation okay. Store without it being on sale. If you have, um, if you're trying to get it right now, it's on sale for twelve US dollars through the PlayStation right. Store. Or through Steam if you don't have PlayStation VR 2 because you can't just play it on your PlayStation. Um, but yes. if you have it on, if you don't have a PSVR 2, then it's $5 on Steam and normally $10 yeah. there. At that price, I I think that's just an automatic purchase, personally. Um, if if you like storytelling in games and games that can really thing I get don't. you emotional and, and move things, movie. I like you know. none of those things. Um, just video games as art in general as well. I think that I haven't seen that that kind of thing happen um, before. Mm. Obviously, I think I think it will be regardless of where you play it. I I think that VR probably is the best place to play it. Yeah, because it's intrinsically linked to you actually blinking, and and you know you are fully three D as opposed to just blinking on a flat screen. But still, I think that the, the experience is, is, is worth it, personally. Yeah. Have a good cry, people, you know? It's good to do that from time to time. I've been having lots story. of those recently. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so I got... Did you have any other games that you got, or that, that, that was the last one? That, that was it, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't interrupting. I do just want to, like, shout out... I did... I did add Tinykin to my library. I don't think I'll play it, but I did add it. Um, I also got Salt and Sacrifice, Grime, and Moonscars, mm. which I think I'll be playing all of those at various times. Um, 
for stuff I actually bought that was on sale. So one, I got Sekiro. Um, I think it was 60 or 70% off. It was like a huge, huge amount off. Um, and I want to play it. And yeah. So I got it. Um, I also got 12 minutes. It was one of those things, like you said, where it was like, it was such a low price that mm -hmm. I was like, if I don't buy it at this price, am I ever going to buy it kind of thing? So yeah. I ended up getting 12 minutes. Um, and then I also got Stray Gods, which I'm really looking forward to playing. I've been wanting to play this for quite some time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've... a video game musical for those who are not aware of the game. Yeah. I... I don't know if I'm remembering correctly. And I apologize if this is is new information to you, but I think I'm right in remembering that Twelve Minutes didn't review particularly well. Um, from the reviews that I heard, which I don't listen to a lot of people, it was good. Okay. Let me look. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like it reviewed solidly good. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, maybe not great. Maybe I read one or two bad reviews, and that just painted my perception yeah. of what the reception was overall. That's good, though. That's good. It is the kind of game that I'd be interested in as well, and that's probably why I, I haven't bought it because I thought that it was bad. But if it's not, then maybe I might pick that up as well. Yeah. So on the Apple Store, it's four out of five. On Steam, it's seven out of ten. Okay. So. Yeah, okay. Solidly, like, good, it seems like. Good good voice cast. I'll give mm -hmm. it that. Stray Gods has a fantastic voice cast as well. I'm so excited. Uh, but, I mean, is it is it? can it really beat Willem Dafoe and, and James McAvoy? Daisy yeah. Ridley. I don't know who that is. That's disgusting. <laughs> okay, which story did you want to tackle first? Sassy butt. Let, let's do it. We'll just get it out of the way. Get the um, one out. I mean, of it's the gonna, way. it's gonna technically be the the majority of what we're talking about, I imagine. Um, okay. But so uh, just, yeah, just the, for people, if you are not wanting to listen to this and just skip a huge chunk, the other ones we're talking about is uh, closing studio, and again, we talked about this at the top of the show, but Shuhei Yoshida's favorite indie games. So that'll be later. yeah. Yeah, so we'll probably round out with Shuhei just because that's a bit of a positive, fun news. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we'll be talking now about the Insomniac hack data breach. Um, want to be very careful with my terminology here. It is not a leak. Um, this was maliciously, criminally stolen. Uh, for context, as I said in, in the intro, we will be talking about this to some extent. Um, you know, we'll give you the warning now. There are like, there is a roadmap that has been uh, revealed, uh, obviously way ahead of time and something we would never have seen anyway. Uh, we will discuss that very surface level because I think it's disingenuous um, as we move forward in the coming months and years if we don't at least acknowledge um, what we know about what Insomniac is seemingly working on. Um, we won't be theorizing or speculating at all. We'll just be talking about what's there um, and just general surface level thoughts. 
in the leak as well is obviously personal information of the developers, which is something that we'll probably be talking about a lot. Um, obviously, not the actual contents, but the ramifications and how disgusting um, a breach of security that is. Um, and there's also actual playable builds of Wolverine um, that are out there, including full cast list, plot details, um, 25 minute long gameplay segments that you are very easily able to find on, on various uh, websites. If you want to, you can go look. I would advise against it. Please do not engage with this content, but I know that that will not stop some of you. I do not hold it against you. Um, for context, I have seen the stuff. Um, <laughs> one, because I have no self-control, and two, also, I don't know, I think at the time that I saw all this unfolding, it was kind of impossible for me to not see a lot of the stuff. Um, I inadvertently saw quite a few things, and I realized that the, the Band-Aid was practically ripped off for me anyway, so there wasn't much point. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be very respectful here. We aren't going to be going, oh, this is exciting, and you know, talking about everything we've seen. Brie has seen far less. Um, I don't want to speak to exactly what she's seen, but she's seen certainly far less than I have. This is a very touchy subject. Um, there's been a lot of evolving discourse on the, the topic over the past week or so since the the breach um, happened and then the actual um, revealing of that private information occurred. So, Bree, um, this is, as we said, this is an informal episode, very impromptu. We're going to have a general discussion, but something I do want to do is um, in the past 24 hours, I think it's, that's still correct to say 24, the past 24 hours, Insomniac have actually put out an official statement. I actually um, didn't know this. So yes. this is breaking news. Well, breaking as in like when you sent it to me. Yeah, so um, Insomniac on their official Twitter account um, put out the following. I'm going to read it in full. Um, so the tweet is titled an update regarding Insomniac and Marvel's Wolverine PS5. So reading from the statement, quotes, Thank you for the outpouring of compassion and unwavering support. It's deeply appreciated. We're both saddened and angered about the recent criminal cyber attack on our studio and the emotional toll it's taken on our dev team. We have focused inwardly for the last several days to support each other. We are aware that the stolen data includes personal information belonging to our employees, former employees and independent contractors. It also includes early development details about Marvel's Wolverine for PlayStation 5. We continue working quickly to determine what data was impacted. This experience has been extremely distressing for us. We want everyone to enjoy the games we develop as intended and as our players deserve. However, like Logan, which is the real name of Wolverine, people that don't know, Insomniac is resilient. Marvel's Wolverine continues as planned. The game is in early production and will no doubt greatly evolve throughout development, as do all our plans. While we appreciate everyone's enthusiasm, we will share official information about Marvel's Wolverine when the time is right. On behalf of everyone at Insomniac, thank you for your ongoing support during this challenging time, end quote. So 
yes, that was released um, a little over 24 hours ago. Um, obviously, the the revealing of all of the information, it was, I think it was 1.67 terabytes total um, that was flooded online after they refused to pay the ransom, uh, which was $2 million or 50 Bitcoin, if I'm remembering correctly. They refused to pay that, which obviously they would refuse. Um, and the, the hackers revealed this information as they promised. People thought Insomniac weren't going to say anything. Um, I kind of expected Insomniac to not say anything, um, particularly because, you know, this was leading almost immediately into the holiday break. So I assumed that most of these developers were out of the office and away. And obviously, I can imagine a lot of their holidays are probably ruined because of this, because they're going to be either actively having to change all of their um, bank information and whatnot, or they're just losing sleep and worried about it, even if they aren't specifically directly affected um, and involved within the uh, revealed information. But they have. They put out a statement. Um, I think a, a very powerful statement. Um, I think they said everything they needed to say. Um, general thoughts, Bree. Um, I don't know how, uh, maybe it's perhaps cause I'm, I'm, I can be a bit naive, but it always, um, astounds me how incredibly evil people can be. Um, mm. I can't imagine even like trying to attain somebody's data like this, let alone like having the data and sending it out like this. Like, I just can't imagine like being so callous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's like, well, that's the part that I really just can't get over. And it's like, yeah, there's evil people, whatever. But it's just, I guess I just never understand how people can be like this. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's such a bundle of different problems. Like, obviously any hack and sub and or subsequent leak is not great. Obviously, it drives a lot of discourse online and engagement and clicks and SEO and everything, which you've seen if you've been on social media and looking around sort of game entertainment news sites, um, which is their prerogative to do that. You know, obviously, you can question the morality of certain things, but I think that at the end of the day, similar to what we are talking about when we talk about the roadmap, there is a certain obligation to at least acknowledge uh things even if you aren't like nitpicky pulling things apart and examining them i think there is a surface level requirement to acknowledge um specific things within given context so obviously as i say any leak or hack is bad um, and sucks for the developers, regardless of the context, whether it's self-inflicted or otherwise, because it's depriving them of the ability to demonstrate their work that they have worked for several years on with no acknowledgement or recognition. It, you have stolen their opportunity to take the limelight when they deem the time is correct. Um, and obviously, it, it generally paints a bad, typically bad perception of the game because 
you have early development footage and people are like, oh, the game looks terrible and yada, yada, yada. You even saw that with the GTA 6 um, leak thing that happened earlier this year. And then the trailer came out and people were like, well, the trailer looks excellent. So people were doubting for no reason. And again, what, what... what precedent has Insomniac set for you to mm-hmm. expect them to release a substandard game? Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is, is it, it cracks me up every time that people forget like how development works. Like yeah. you make like the whole thing with development is that you make a crappy version of the game first. Like, yeah, that's how, that's how development works. Like you don't make like, I need every second to be polished as we make this game. <laughs> like, yeah. So people, people, I guess somehow must assume that Santa Monica went right. So we, we get somebody to design the model for Kratos and the model for Atreus. We drag and drop into, into this because the levels that you traverse through are just, they're already pre-made because of course they are. It's that easy. And then boom, you've got the game. That, and that's, mm-hmm. that is how it should look like day two of development. Come on. Lightweight. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, that's Here's a great example for everybody. Do you remember that that really hilarious bug that was in Spider-Man 2 where mm-hmm. suddenly you were a cube? Yeah. That's probably from early development. <laughs> like, yeah. Before they had models. Not to like give away industry secrets, but it's very common to just use cubes for everything. <laughs> yeah. You use cubes for characters. You use cubes for environment. All of that stuff. So well, I mean, even... Even uh, early development footage of uh, the original Spider-Man is is available, like uploaded by Insomniac to demonstrate, you know, this is where we started and this is how far we've come, you know. And it yep. is a low-res model of a Spider-Man, not the Insomniac Spider-Man in his suit that they've designed. It's just a low-res, very basic, like, clay model version of Spider-Man that doesn't animate. Mm-hmm. It's just T-posing. And yeah, that sounds right. Doing very, very simple swinging, just eh, 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 around just lots of different sized gray boxes. Yep. And then you look at how, how the end result comes play. out. <laughs> it's like so far removed. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if, 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 and I know this isn't, but if this was somehow an official trailer that Insomniac released, then I would be concerned. Yeah. You then I would be like, oh, that's kind concerns. of weird. <laughs> but this is not what they wanted. Yeah. Clearly, they're not ready to release the game. They're not even ready to talk about the game besides the fact that the game is coming out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, again, any, any leak or hack is bad, even yeah. if it is just about the contents of the game. Right. Yes. That is still, I think, most of the time, almost without exception, I can't imagine a circumstance where it would be warranted. Really extreme circumstances, I think, maybe there could be some kind of justification made. Mm-hmm. But f- still, like that seems morally incomprehensible to me. But so then on top of that, to spite the company because they did because they didn't pay your ransom you go maliciously far enough to include extremely sensitive data of the 
people making the game. Yeah. I think that's like really what like gets me is like it's one thing to release like the video game does very obviously matter to the developers but like their personal information clearly is going to matter more to them like yeah. i don't understand how you could i think that this would have been devastating enough without that information like yeah like i, I just i don't at that stage i just don't know who the leaks are for right because like some people have like data mined and leaked stuff to get clout and you know attention on social media and stuff and at least that is again morally reprehensible but at least i can understand that train of logic right they want to get internet famous to an to whatever extent so they look into the secure files of an upcoming game that has a lot of hype around it and they leak it early so that they can be the one that put that information out there that is something I can follow. If these these hackers stopped at just the dev footage, not the build or anything, but like the plot details and maybe a bit of pre-alpha gameplay, that I could understand for that same logic reason. Wolverine is obviously a highly anticipated game coming from one of the most beloved and renowned and talented studios in the industry right now come you know attached to one of if not the most popular ip on the planet right now so of course there's a lot of eyes on the game but like if if you were planning on doing it for that reason you surely wouldn't include the personal data because how do you not grasp that not only are you likely to lose any of the like cheering on like thank you for showing us this is awesome yeah from certain areas of the internet you're going to lose that because you've done something that is not only distressing to the people working on the game but actively probably to whatever extent delaying work on that game mm -hmm. because they have to secure after the hack mm -hmm. because of how severe it is. I like, I just, I don't understand what their motive is. Well, I mean, I think that like in, in terms of like being able to do it versus motive, like, I think the motive sounds like it was just really they just wanted money. And then they were mad that they didn't get the money. And then they released it. But, like, but, so do 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 you think that the, the hackers that did this, mm -hmm. hacker, hackers, whatever. Hackies. <laughs> well, I mean, it could have been, like, a single person or it could have been a group it could, person. Yeah, no. I was inferring. I know. Do, do you think like this is, this is what I'm struggling to wrap my head around here in terms of motive mm -hmm. do you think that they care about games and the game industry at all like are they people actively within the industry and no. I don't mean they're devs I mean are they gamers are they people that care about games I don't think so no because 
like again i'm with you how could you be and if if that is the case why are you targeting somebody within that industry like well, surely, so... if, if you're this good at hacking you'd go after some mega corp and i know sony is technically a big corporation but like you'd go after like banks and stuff surely if you're looking for money well it could so i think that there's a lot of information that we're just never going to get um i think that even if slash when this person or people are caught like there's probably information that they're still not going to give like where they've specifically like asked to like hack a very public facing company like because you have to imagine like insomniac is like they're like they were in game of the year talks like spider-man 2 just came out like they're very much like in the forefront of everyone's minds so that could be part of it right it could it could also just be that perhaps their security systems were really just that bad. And this person didn't need a ton of skill to get into like their systems that they would maybe need to get into something like Chase Bank or something like that. Yeah, I mean, for, for what it's worth, um, I can't remember exactly where I saw this, but the hacker has the person slash people who did the hack supposedly have said that it was like quote surprisingly easy or something to get in yeah i saw that as well so that's what i'm so, saying is it's like this could be like a they're in the forefront they're like hey you know i know who insomniac is because this game just came out i don't really care about them and i'm just curious if i can and then they did and then yeah and i suppose like I'm kind of like rescinding on something I just said. They kind of have gone after a megacorp in a way because yeah. I, obviously Sony is big, but specifically with Wolverine. And I know that the, the hack isn't solely focused on Wolverine, but mainly Wolverine by proxy has both Marvel and by extension Disney mm -hmm. involved, you know, so, like, you have the trifecta of Insomniac as the developer, Marvel Games as the licensor, and then Disney is the big parent company that owns Marvel Games. Mm -hmm. And, like, you would obviously all three parties want to preserve information for when the time is right, particularly proprietary, you know, internal information. But, yeah, you can imagine that those two in particular with a character as beloved as wolverine you i guess that kind of makes more sense as to why insomniac would have been targeted specifically um alongside everything else you mentioned you know like their, their successes of late and whatnot yeah um, they could have the, the hacker could have thought very easily that whether it's sony or disney we have a higher likelihood of actually receiving the payment because there is technically more at stake here and more, you know, red wires and tape involved than there would be for an internally owned original IP. Um, yeah. Because there's, there's less cooks in the kitchen in that regard because it is just the developer and then the publisher slash... 
um, organization that owns the developer, you know. But because yeah. there's like third parties involved in various directions here, I guess that there's higher likelihood that you could be paid out. Obviously, it didn't work out either way, which again, I don't see that it ever would. So I so one thing I wanted to ask, and this is it's gonna sound like a like an excuse, and I promise I'm not making excuses for anybody. I'm just genuinely curious if you think it may be possible that like because like you said, there's like almost two terabytes of data. Is hmm. it possible that they just released it and didn't look at what information they had? Because that's a lot of data to look through. Sure. Um, I I wouldn't have thought so. You, I would assume that if the hacker has any sensibility about them, which obviously they kind of don't already because they've gone after a corporation that is probably going to do everything in its power to track them down and put them away for life. Um, but I, I would, again, like if we're speaking entirely hypothetically, my immediate thought, if I was a hacker and had just stolen all of this information, my first thought would be to scrub through that data to ensure that there is no line of code or backlog info that's logged somewhere that would intrinsically um, link me to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for no sure. There's no back-end registry of a specific IP address that access the internal servers that Sony themselves or Insomniac could then trace back and easily find me. Now, right. of course, again, there is equally likely possible, as you say, because there's so much that they either didn't consider that or didn't care enough to trawl through everything. But I think, again, I, I don't know all of the details and specifics, but from what I know, the hacker making the threats prior to releasing it was like pretty comprehensive in saying what they had mm. so i think so do you think that sony was like calling their bluff or i guess insomniac or whoever because it feels like two million is a lot of money but with a huge company like sony backing them like it feels like it's not that much oh i mean sony could have very easily paid that like easy. yeah um no problem whatsoever but then it's the it's the precedent it sets, isn't it? Um, it's it it's it goes back to the age old movie quote of like we don't negotiate with terrorists kind of thing, mm. you know. Like as soon as you give an inch, they eventually at some point in the future going to get a mile. Yeah, you know. So it's better to whether it's GTA Six or um capcom a while back or obviously insomniac now naughty dog or whatever it is again almost always i think in spite of how horrific the hack and released information may be i would argue it's better to just bear the brunt and take the hit than encourage other people 
who are like, well, I kind of know how code works and stuff, so I might be able to get into a back end somewhere, and then I can chance my luck and maybe i'll get a couple of million as well you know yeah i mean i get what you're saying but the thing is is like i wasn't even thinking like in terms of like like because the thing is is they they still have the data even if sony had paid the two million they would still have the data right because then they yeah. could like ask for more money all that stuff i get that but i almost wonder if like the two million dollars would have bought them enough time to secure their employees information no because again if if the hacker already had it it, it makes no difference. What, what assurance do they have that paying that money is going to prevent any of that information? No, no. And I'm not saying that it would have. I'm saying, like, locking down people's, like, information. Do you know what I mean? Like, like understanding that the information was most likely going to release anyways, but giving them time to, like, help their employees, I guess. So, so sorry just to clarify by locking down their information you mean people like freezing their bank accounts and yes right um i mean again like we're talking complete hypotheticals here that that is of course a possibility i guess but i again as brutal as it is for the developers i would say it's better to not do that because mm. again okay you are still making the compromise of establishing a precedent that if you're talented enough at hacking or, or just, you know, computer software and whatnot, and you've got the balls to do it, yeah, there is actually a chance that you could make off with a fair payday. Mm -hmm. Whereas th these hackers, at the end of the day, just got pissed off because they didn't get what they wanted and were like throwing a hissy fit, so they released all the information. So it's probably a dude, right? <laughs> We're all in agreement here. <laughs> Statistically speaking, most likely yes, but I'm not going to assume anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think they made the right call. Like like I said, I never for a second thought that they were going to entertain, even entertain the idea of paying the ransom. Mm -hmm. Um. Because. And again, like this is so multi-layered because Insomniac is by far Sony's most valuable studio right now and has been for a number of years. Really? You think because, so? Yeah. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. They they have completely carried this generation. Without Insomniac, PlayStation this generation would be screwed. Okay. Because again, they, they would have had Santa Monica put out Ragnarok. They would have had Gorilla put out Forbidden West. But like, what else? Okay, so had. you mean in terms of games releases? Okay, I see. Yeah, what you mean. well, and okay. and also I just on a on a developer basis, like everything about Insomniac, there has been not an utterance, as far as I'm aware, and I've been paying attention of like horrific crunch culture at Insomniac. Haven't heard anything to that degree. Um, of course, it's going to be crunch um, in any AAA studio at the minute. Um, you'd be mm -hmm. very hard pressed to not find it. But again, like as opposed to something like Naughty Dog, where there have been pretty extensive conversations about how bad crunch is there. No developer that I follow and have paid attention to has even whispered a word about 
crunch. Um, they have obviously an incredible engine that is very versatile and they are putting out high quality polished titles at a unprecedented and unparalleled rate so i think that they are without question the most valuable playstation studio yeah are they the most decorated no are they the most historied of course not they're one of the more recent additions in the grand scheme of things but I think if 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 Sony had to shut down studios, and we're talking like complete hypotheticals, I think Insomniac would be the, the last one they shut down. Mm. Because they can they know Insomniac has set the precedent that they can be depended on at a far faster click than any of these other internal studios. In the yeah. span that Okay, so hypothetically, let's say Ghost of Tsushima 2, if we're being like super, super optimistic, maybe squeezes into the end of next year. Realistically, probably some point in mid 2025, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. That seems right. That will be five years between releases from Sucker Punch. In that span, if we are including information we have from the roadmap, Insomniac will have technically released six games. With Mars Morales, Spider-Man Remastered, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Spider-Man 2. Am I right? Five. Mm -hmm. Still, regardless. That's a game a year. It's like at the quality level that Insomniac are putting them out, they're, they're not like rushed botch jobs. Like, that there isn't a studio anywhere it, it, under Sony or anywhere in the in the industry that I think is putting out games at that level at that speed. Yeah. So, um, I can't remember what my original point was. I was saying they were valuable. I can't remember why. Oh, uh, the point I was going to make <laughs> was they weren't ever going to pay this ransom because Sony will protect Insomniac with its life. And also, because of the IP and the information we've garnered from the roadmap and stuff, Insomniac is going to be fine regardless of these leaks. Like, Wolverine is still going to sell ridiculously well. Because of course it is. It's a Marvel game. Yeah. Coming from the creators of Spider-Man, which is the fastest-selling PlayStation exclusive of all time. So it's going to be fine for them. Obviously, yeah. like they're in the eye of the storm right now, and it sucks. But as we get further and further away from this, you know, fingers crossed there is no real blowback on the devs in terms of like actual doxing or stealing of credit card information you know all that stuff hopefully there is none of that i can't imagine i think it would be sony's top priority and insomniacs to to make sure that doesn't happen um but like they're gonna be fine yeah i think they will i think they will be okay but it also is like 
I'm also concerned in terms of like what what does Sony do now to make sure that this doesn't happen again? What does Insomniac do now to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And I think that that's like my bigger concern. Not that they won't survive this storm as terrible it is as it is, but that this won't happen again to any other PlayStation Studios. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it's interesting. I think Insomniac will absolutely, um, you know, tighten the bolts and completely, seemingly probably have to, like, overhaul their internal security. Um, it's. I think it's a bigger, more vague answer for Sony in general because, obviously, they have so many plates to keep spinning and i don't know if there is like a one size fits all solution here in terms of security because you have different studios with different engines and different pipelines of and work structures and things like that i don't know whether you can sort of just institute a obligatory security strategy if that makes sense but i would hope above hope you know, whether it's the Naughty Dog with Last of Us Part 2 story stuff leaking or obviously Insomniac now. Like, I, I mean, I said it in the Discord, like the last thing I want right now is in the coming Christ days or weeks or months for another leak to happen on, on whatever scale and for something like Naughty Dog's new IP or Corey Barlog's next game to be maliciously stolen and shown to us before an official reveal where we can all celebrate properly um and that that goes across the board like i just took those two as examples of course i don't want anybody from any anything from anybody being taken and shown before it's time but um yeah i i hope above hope that sony realizes that that as much as again all players involved will be just fine at the end of the day um, it is still quintessentially important that they really get a grip on things um, and and prevent this sort of thing from occurring again, as you say. So we've talked about this for a while. Yep, Before yeah. I move on, mm-hmm. I will talk about the roadmap, surface level, very going just over the top. We don't even really have to discuss them at all. Okay, but I think again it would be disingenuous of us to not acknowledge that these things exist. Um, again, there will be no speculation. But if you want to skip ahead, we will keep a note of when we change topic um, in a timestamp, so that will be logged at the bottom. There might not be timestamps for the episode pri- the, the rest of the episode prior to this, but we'll make sure we acknowledge where you can skip ahead to. So check down in the description for that timestamp. Give you a couple of seconds. Okay. So Brie, um, I don't know how much you've seen. Um, have you seen the Roma? Um, I saw like a graphic thing mm. and that's okay. it. Well, interestingly, they were, they were technically involved in the leak. They were leak hack. Sorry. Um, there were, two different roadmaps seemingly from different time periods where things have shifted around slightly um 
so yeah again i mean i just gave a spoiler warning so most of those people hopefully will have left if they don't want to hear anything we will of course be saying the titles of technically unannounced games right now just so people are aware so i'm going to refer to the one that is i think the older of the two because the dates are the, the the other roadmap seems to have updated timeline for stuff. So um, this one is technically the extended roadmap, it says. So we have Spider-Man 2 in 2023, which launched um, a couple of months ago, as we know. This roadmap lists Wolverine as the next game and it coming towards the end of 2025. Um, that's interesting for multiple reasons, which we'll talk about in a minute. I'm just going to list all of these off and then we can talk about them if we want to surface level this roadmap then says the next game after wolverine is spider-man 3 at the end of 2027 then after that is x-men in 2029 a new ip is listed in 2031 what is listed here as x-men 3 but i assume they're kind of including Wolverine in that. So it's like technically the third X-Men e-game. Um, or maybe there's a reason there's a three there that I, I don't understand. That's 2033. And then a second new IP or new IP2, which could, I guess, be a sequel to the first new IP in 2035. So that is listed there. I'm now going to skip to the other roadmap, which I think is probably more indicative of their most recent estimations. Spider-Man 2 released 2023. Then, again, be careful, people. It says here the next game from Insomniac will be Venom in 2025, which obviously the other roadmap listed was where Wolverine was going to be. This roadmap now lists Wolverine coming the year after in 2026. Then in 2028, which hasn't changed from the other one, is Spider-Man 3. This roadmap lists a new Ratchet and Clank game, 2029. X-Men has shifted up a year to 2030. And then ambiguously, the new IP is 2031 slash 32. so we've acknowledged those things exist we know that realistically some form of this roadmap is likely what we will see from insomniac over the next several years um we don't have to talk about this more i think that we've done our due diligence at least stating them on the record that that is there we will therefore likely have to at least acknowledge this if we talk about predictions and ideas for what is coming from different studios next um, we will of course always um, unless it is officially announced put disclaimers should we decide to bring this up again so you're safe um, the one question i will pose to you brie um, and if, if you want to take it somewhere else happy to do so but the one question i will pose to you there's been some discourse because of these this roadmap leak the people are disconcerted that Insomniac is essentially becoming a Marvel studio. Um, 
do you share that sentiment or do you find that disconcerting even if you share the sentiment um i would say it's up to insomniac whether they want to be that studio and what's wrong with having like a marvel video game studio yeah that is consistently putting out good marvel games exactly if they're good projects what does it matter right so if they're if they're one happy working on those games mm. and two like the games remain to like they continue being good like who who cares right like yeah. as long as everybody involved is happy i don't think it actually matters yeah. um am i concerned i mean clearly if they're working on like a ratchet game no um and new IP could technically be not Marvel as well. I would imagine it probably is not Marvel, yeah. But I don't know. I like that. I like what they're doing. I'm not that. I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel? A Marvel shill here, so it's not. Yeah, I know. Super biased. I, <laughs> not surprising that I don't really have an issue with this. Um, because all of those things sound awesome to me, and Insomniac have proven to me that they care about the this IP, and yeah. they can make it work really well. Um, you know, even just from the teaser trailer that they've officially released uh, a couple of years ago for Wolverine, the tone was on point. So I I was on board day one. Um, I'm still glad to see other stuff in there. Like it's not like it is just Marvel um love ratchet and clank i imagine that might be the end of the seats the ip um making way for the new ip coming afterwards i could be wrong i kind of hope i'm wrong but i could see that being a possibility um but yeah in terms of marvel like the game sells so incredibly well and obviously that is making both sony and insomniac a lot of money mm-hmm and if that ensures that Insomniac don't go away, one of my favorite development teams, do it. You know, if that guarantees yeah. above all else, regardless of what happens, that the lights stay on, those people keep their jobs and they continue to make great games, I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue. Yeah. And another thing I mean, that I did I did say, sorry, just my final point. No, okay. um, I did I can't remember who I raised this to. Um but someone was sharing the sentiment that they were just a Marvel studio. Um, it might have been Kevin, actually, in the Discord. I think it was Kevin. Um, I Check said I would much prefer it to be restric restricted in terms of working on licensed IP. I prefer that to be restricted to one internal studio than having several first-party studios working on either the same licensed IP franchisee thing or lots of different licensed ips um and again i said insomniac are good at it and they care they make a lot of money so if insomniac want to do it and it stops other teams from having to do licensed ip and prevent us from getting new original stuff i think that's fine and this isn't going to be a thing forever like obviously it's going to continue into the foreseeable future but like into the late 2030s like maybe we still do get a couple of marvel games here and there but 
I don't see Insomniac sticking to this forever going forward. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Well, so I think that like what this kind of brings to mind for me is that like studios, just to give an example, studios that only work on first person shooters. Hmm. Right. I know personally that unless it was like a story only based first person shooter, I wouldn't really be that interested in working on a first person shooter. So I wouldn't really go looking for jobs at those studios. Right. And I think that that would also reflect on like Insomniac, right? If you're really not that interested in either third person storytelling and or superhero and or Marvel, like you're not going to go find a job there, right? Yeah. You're not going to go looking for a job there. So I don't know. I think it's fine. Yeah. And Kevin's um, always a negative Nancy, so. Of course he is. Um, disregard <laughs> anything he says. He has no, uh, no idea what he's talking about. Um, Including Alan Wake 2? Or... <laughs> besides that. Besides that. Um, one thing, and I don't want to suggest, I'm trying to find a potential silver lining to how horrific this all is. Me seeing this roadmap and knowing what is potentially coming hasn't detracted from Mike's my excitement for any of these projects yeah and even more so than that obviously again eye of the storm right now it's not going to sound great in the short term but I think long term assuming there is any validity and that this kind of roadmap is still at least partially correct I think it might actually help insomniac get new talent new people into the studio yeah, I don't think you're wrong with that. Um, I also wonder, like, I don't think we have any real case examples for this, but I also wonder, like, is, could this be a way for devs to, like, like, talk about stuff in the future? Like, here's our roadmap for what we have planned ahead. Yeah. Because it's, you're right, it hasn't ruined any of the, not that I was super excited about any superhero stuff but like it hasn't ruined any of the excitement for me and so yeah. with studios like this that we kind of know like oh they're going to be working on spider-man one then two then three then four into infinity or whatever like like is it really that terrible to know what they're doing ahead of time mm -hmm. and again you can you can be very ambiguous with it right like I'm not saying that this is something that they should necessarily do or institute, but it is worth at least considering because um, it helps to, again, I, I do think that people that either love Marvel and want to be working on superhero-y type games will inevitably, I imagine, at least, you know, once this has blown over and the security issues have been resolved for as much as we'll ever learn about it i imagine talent will want to go to that studio because mm -hmm. they're like i get to make all of these games around all these characters that i love from the comics and on top of that if you include the fact that we know like we know all of those at least the marvel games there they're all going to be profitable like there isn't a world where none of these games make the money none of yeah. them are going to go for a loss yeah so 
again, not that this is set in stone, but you would maybe assume alongside that that is it is potentially at least somewhat indicative of some form of better job security if you manage to get in, you know? And I know that that is it's always ever evolving and that devs are always rotating in and out. But I think that it's not like you are taking risks on brand new IP that might not click with an audience. Yeah. And therefore your studio suffers massive financial losses and has to make cuts and layoffs and stuff and downscaling and stuff. Yeah. All these I think Insomniac has mm-hmm. Insomniac has like really like in my opinion, is an incredible industry standard because they're not just laying off tons of employees every time they finish a game, right? They have other stuff for those employees to work on and they just shift them around, right? They're not like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's hire a bunch of people. Okay, let's fire a bunch of people. Because that's that's the normal game dev cycle right now. Mm -hmm. Like, including, like, people that get fired, like... I have met people at games develop game developers conference that have like literally their games or their names were not in the credits of a game because they got fired before the game was released. Yeah. Like, like I guess not fired laid off. Right. Mm-hmm. So like insomniac seems to have like hit something right where it's like they're a consistent studio to work for. So you're, you're not wrong. It's going to drive a lot of talent over there. So there's something in the water at insomniac um across the it's board it's not the know, la on, water i'll tell you that on that front and again you know the quality of the games and how fast they're able to put them out without uh, uh the quality suffering i just i'm surprised that sony isn't instituting that other studios replicate whatever organization structure they've got going on at insomniac because imagine imagine a naughty dog or a sucker punch with the same output capacity as insomniac imagine yeah that that like that would be perfection literal dream scenario and i don't think it's infeasible obviously they're very different games and striving for different things and whatnot but i still think that there is a a potential middle ground that could be found here you know in the same way that they brought in bungie to try and inform all of the studios about how live service stuff works i think insomniac is the spearhead in sustainable and reliable game production um yeah i mean i also think that a huge part of them being able to do that is that they're not rebuilding an entire game from the ground up every time for sure for sure um yeah that inevitably does play a part in it but then you you know you think like is is the last of us part three going to be that much different than the last of us part two like i don't know how much more you could refine the the systems in that game maybe I'm the wrong. systems maybe, maybe not but like the environment is a huge thing like environments take a lot of time fair and which i guess is why wolverine is a fair bit further out than we thought it might be yeah because they're making a whole a new, new place again. yeah anyway that's all the insomniac stuff okay let me timestamp that one nineteen twenty six okay welcome back people who wanted to remain completely unspoiled we had a great time you know you missed out on so much stuff you didn't we didn't talk about that much we didn't get juicy or anything we just talked about obviously the roadmap and uh our thoughts 
um, just how great Insomniac is in general. Um, how beloved they are. All right. Next thing. More bad news? Mm, yes. <laughs> Most people probably won't care. But uh, it's news nevertheless. Um, <clears throat> First Contact Entertainment which is the studio behind PSVR's acclaimed Firewall Zero Hour and PSVR 2's pseudo-sequel Firewall Ultra is set to close down at the end of this year, so imminently. The team cited the industry's overall lack of virtual reality support as the reason. Quote, as a AAA virtual reality game developer, we are just not able to justify the expense needed going forward. End quote. Uh, Firewall Zero Hour was supported for many years as a live service, and in an interview earlier this year, the developer expressed and had expressed a similar ambition for Firewall Ultra. Um, they talked about that. They the developer released Operation Bloodline, which was an update earlier this month, um, and the the article which I'm reading from Push Square states that it's likely to be the 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 last update, even though it was the first post release season um yeah like that's that's the general sentiment um the a big 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 vr studio is uh closing its doors you know not just canceling a game not just stopping support it's just closing down fully um i the way I'm going to word this, I know what reaction I'm going to get, but you'll understand the sentiment. Do you care? Do I care? Yes. Yes. But not about, like, the game. I don't care stuff. about these games. No. no, I don't care about these games. However, I do more. care about game devs not having jobs. Yes. Because in a year of layoffs, more layoffs is not what I want. And or a studio closing. Yeah. It's just like something is happening this year. I don't know whether we've reached some kind of weird breaking point. I just, I don't understand. I don't know what's happening. Um, but it has happened a lot as i'm sure everybody is aware and it seems that you know we thought it was all over there was nothing going on and then everything hit insomniac and then we're like well you know that's a real bad way to cap off the year and it seems it's just is no we're not done there there's another big studio that is getting real bad news um Obviously, I am a PSVR adopter, both the original and PSVR 2. Loving it. Um, we'll continue to make use of it going forward. I ha I, I did play Firewall Zero Hour, um, not for an extensive amount of time, but uh, I did back in the day. I think they might have given it away as a PS Plus game one month, maybe. I don't think I purchased it. I may have. Uh, I guess that's part of the problem. But I... I certainly haven't touched or even thought about purchasing ultra um and for all intents and purposes firewall zero Hour was very good and i'd heard decent things about ultra to be fair the reception seemed a bit weaker 
But um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Nevertheless, regardless of whether we really care about these games, as you say, um, there's not really too much more to be said, I think, but yeah, worth pointing out that a studio not only heavily associated with PlayStation, but specifically catering to the waning and on its deathbed PSVR 2 game um, offerings, they are gone or will shortly be gone. Sad times. Yeah. Bree, why don't you lighten the mood for us and take us home? Sure. So this last thing that we're talking about here is Shuhei Yoshida's favorite uh, PlayStation indie games of 2023. Um, <laughs> it's just we don't ever really cover these kind of articles from PlayStation blog. Like This isn't really news. Yeah. But again, it's important. Very informal episode, and we wanted something to to lighten the mood at the end. And also, anything Shuheyo says is very important. Of course, he is he is Bay. Yeah. Best smile. Yeah, hands down. And also, <laughs> hopefully, you know, you, you never know because it's specifically indies. You might find something. I am going to look up these games while we talk and see if any of these are on sale. Yeah. As we go through. So um, so th this is an array of PlayStation 5, 4, and VR 2 uh, titles. Um, so Shuhei is writing this um, and said, I wanted to share 11 indie games that were my personal favorites of 2023. This first one listed here is called A Space for the Unbound. Um, it says it's a heartwarming adventure game uh, born from developers from Indonesia uh, featuring vivid graphics that echo the enchanting style of Makoto Shinkai, um, his films. And just to, I'm, I'm just making sure I know who this is. Um, yes. Okay. So that would be Suzume, Your Name, Weathering With You, Garden of Words, uh, Five Centimeters Per Second, Children Who Chase Lost Voices, like the guy who did that. So outstanding art basically is what that means in my head. Um, it weaves a magical tale about dreams and love surrounding a young boy and girl. Will the two who were torn apart by an accident ever find each other again? Play till the end to find out. I'm very interested in this. Um, this sounds kind of up my alley, depending on the gameplay. Um, it is. Ooh, Sam, you'll be so excited to hear this. It is available on premium is what it says on mine. Oh. But I don't know if it's just the, the game trial that's available. Oh, no, it's just the trial. It's one hour full trial available for premium. Interesting. Okay. It is not on sale, um, but it's only $20 game. Hmm. Okay. It does look very interesting mechanic-wise. So if you try that out, let me know. I'm unlikely to from the looks of it. It looks gorgeous. Um but the, the the gameplay I'm seeing isn't quite grabbing me. I'll look up reviews though, and if if they're like glowing, then maybe. I mean, you could but just got... try the free one hour. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay, next one is I don't know how to say this, but the Legend of Tianding. Um, so sorry yeah. if I said that wrong. I think so. Um, so this is set in the early 20th century during the Japanese rule of Taiwan. Um, there existed a le legendary hero known as Xianjing, 
who fought the uh, corrupt elite, took from the wealthy, and saved the common folk. That sounds like uh, Robin Hood, to be honest. Um, although it sounds like not necessarily based on Robin Hood. Just saying it sounded Robin Hood-y. Um, you can enjoy fast-paced side-scrolling action through a beautiful, a beautiful aesthetic rendered Taiwanese scenery. Um, the game also features various historical documents of the period, which is very interesting. That does sound interesting. I mean, the um, gameplay looks pretty dope, not going to lie. Let's see what this says. Legend. It is most likely not on sale. Let's see. I'm just playing through the trailers on the blog post as we're as we're as we're talking. talking. Yeah. Huh. Looks it like, certainly looks cool. Yeah, it looks like it has a lot of interesting. So yeah, so this is $20 not on sale, but only $20. Mm. Um, okay, next one is this game we've never talked about before. Before your eyes. <laughs> I legitimately didn't realize this was on here. Well, we already talked about this, so we won't cover it again. Um, but it does say you'll likely find yourself moved to tears in the final moments. I did say that. So this next one, which I'm pretty sure is the whole reason Sam shared this. He rigged this somehow. I actually also <laughs> didn't realize this was on here. Is Chia. I'll let you take mm. that away. Oh, Chia. I just adore this game. Um, and I don't really i do know why because it's so endearing um i'll just read what uh shue wrote developed by a team from new caledonia this is a liberating sandbox action game set across beautiful islands the protagonist chia possesses a unique ability called soul jumping which enables her to inhabit birds fish animals and even pebbles and utilize their abilities um he also says it adds a delightful twist to the gameplay which I guess it does, but that's a weird way to end your little paragraph issue. Um, it's just so great. It's like, what if it? What if Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, but good? You know. Um, take that back before you I'm get our podcast cancelled. Um, it's just the truth. Uh, Chia is Breath of the Wild, but good. Um, oh my god! All, okay. <laughs> I will stand my ground. I am not backing down from that statement. You really frustrate me with the Nintendo stuff. Um, Chia of the Kingdom, different question. Breath of the Wild. Mm. Chia of the um, Kingdom. I like what you did there. Thank you. It's honestly what I thought you said before I realized that your accent just messed up. Yeah, what I heard. <laughs> it's no, it's uh, it's it's a it's a absolutely gorgeous game. Um, coming from such a small team, I'm amazed um, at how it turned out. It's it's very simple, realistically, um, but I just had such a good time. And as much as I have so many games to play, I'm actually kind of, the more I think about Chia um, and talk about it, the more I'm itching to go back and play it again, like 100% again, just go through, collect everything, explore everywhere again. Um, so such good music, even, the vibes are immaculate. It's I haven't even made it to that the soul jumping mechanic. That's how that's how much I've played of the game. You should try it again. It's not that I didn't like it. Yeah. I just you just stopped playing. Yeah. It's okay. That's fine. That's fine. 
Um, I do want to say, I can't remember if this was a monthly game or if this was just added to extra, but it was it, on it was it was it was day one. Yeah, but was it just for the one month or can people still get it if they have extra? I don't know. That is a good question, actually. Um, I don't know if it's part of the catalog or not. It might be. If not, I think this game's also 20, if I remember correctly. Let me see. I'm going to I'm going to look it up whilst we talk. You can okay. start talking about the other one, as, the next one as well. Um, so the next one is Dredge, which is uh, not on sale, $25, but it is a game that is fishing with horror, which is uniquely uh, set to scare me. I have a really hard time, which is so funny. I really want to play Dave the Diver, and I want to play Dredge as well. But they're both... She like is still on PlayStation Plus. Okay, good to know. Thank you. Um, Dredge is probably too spooky for me, but I'll probably play it anyways. So I'll play I've, that at some point. I recently got Dredge over the past couple of months. I actually mm -hmm. technically got it for free, kind of. Um, what does because it was one of the potential rewards that I could redeem via PlayStation Stars. Ah, it is still on the rewards, and I have been considering doing that i think i have like nine thousand points right now yeah i mean i think it's five thousand points it's six i think okay um i played a few hours haven't got back to it yet but it's it, that is one on the backlog that i will be playing through shortly um very good it's i don't think it's well i, mean, I suppose it's you i'm talking to it, it's not well that bad i think it's more like psyching you out and you you like freak yourself out did you not watch you you literally watched me play outer wilds i know <laughs> i i haven't in my short playtime encountered anything overtly that terrifying like the brambly planet in outer wilds oh that's good okay but there could be i don't know i can't speak for certain okay okay yeah, let me look. Um, you can get Cuphead for five thousand. You can get a short hike for two thousand. Moss for five thousand. Risk of rain for twenty five hundred. Dredge is sixty two fifty, and Stardew Valley is thirty seven fifty. Interesting. Stardew Valley must have just been added. Because, and I think I, I'm oh, almost a hundred percent certain I got Dredge for less than that. So I think that they do. I mean, obviously they update it with new titles every now and then, but they, I think they must have adjusted. It could also be versions. different because country. I mean, I, I guess I, I because the I'll... points might be like weighted differently. So, for example, I like guess, five thousand yeah. points is equal to to twenty dollars, like twenty US dollars. But I don't know how mm. much that would be, like for pounds. Yeah, I'd have to look. Yeah, so this is fair point. Fair point. Um. Okay. Next one is something that we both played and both platinumed. Wait, you platinumed it? it? I feel like I did. Am I wrong? Maybe I didn't. Maybe I wanted I to and wrong. then didn't. I might be wrong. Anyways, humanity. Um, so this game is so it's just a Shiba Inu like barking at people, but has like a lot of weird philosophical stuff, but like no like it's like almost no real story, but just enough story that like makes you think a little bit. And you also mm -hmm. get to play a Shiba Inu, which is like, what else could you want? You know? Brie, literally earlier today. Oh, as no. I was, because because I've been so busy, I haven't been able to dive mm -hmm. fully back into my PSVR two over the past few weeks. Hence, why I was like, 
I played through before your eyes earlier today. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I, I, I got this. I've been eyeing it for a while, and I got it. Um, I realized humanity you can play in VR. Are you going to go through and play it again in VR? I, I re-downloaded it. Like it's yeah. it's there on my hey. Dashboard. Forget you. I do have the platinum. You you platinumed humanity. Yeah, take that. I mean, it's it's not that hard of a platinum, but I am. Whoa, still whoa, whoa! The shade. <laughs> Calm down. I mean, it's not shade because I have it as well, so I'll be like dissing myself. But then I do have like Port Patrol and Barbie and My Little Pony and. Yeah, I don't have those. I have eight platinums total. Yeah, I think I'm three of like... them. I just got in the past month and a half. I think I'm on two hundred and seventy-two or something. Uh, roughly. I'm getting really close to the platinum for blasphemous. It doesn't look yeah. okay. This is what I don't like about platinums is that it doesn't look like you're close until all of a sudden all of them pop. Oh yeah, but then that's that's the that's the oxy oxytocin you need. No, right? I don't like that. I want yeah. actual. I want it to. Per- Anyways, I'm like I have to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm getting close to the platinum for blasphemous. I'm so. excited for you. Thank you. I had to check your face to make sure you weren't being sarcastic. <laughs> um, okay, next is Synapse, uh, which is a first-person shooter that uses the eye tracking on VR2 to let you select enemies and objects, then grab, levitate, and throw them with a flick of your sense controller. It's a minimalistic yet beautiful backdrop. Uh, you use your abilities to surmount looming dangers in a 3D action game. Have you played this? I have. It's and? one of my recent plays, Platinums. Um, very good. Very good. It's, uh, <clears throat> I did talk about this on No Limits a few weeks ago. It's like a roguelite sort of, um, again, super power-y kind of thing where you can... Sorry, uh, like or light? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know the difference, you know, like... It's probably so a light. If, if you die, you go back to like a hub and you can invest skill points to make yourself stronger. Um, so let's see. I'm looking this up. So what is the difference between roguelike and roguelite? The rogue genre is infamous for its difficulties. Um, roguelite often lacks a permanent death feature. And at the very least, allows you to carry progression over to the next uh, cycle. A good example of this is Hades. Um, So if, like, death is more permanent. Basically, if the game is a lot harder, (laughs) it's a (laughs) roguelike. Yeah, so Hades, you, like, go back to the hub, but you uh, keep the stuff that you accrued and can invest that in upgrades, right? Yes. So So that would be a roguelite. Yeah. Okay. So that's a light. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's like not mm-hmm. going to the full extent. It's like the light version of yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense to me. Okay, mm-hmm. very good, very good. Um, thoroughly recommend it if you have a PSVR two. Okay. Next one is Viewfinder. Yeah, I own this. It's downloaded. Never played it. Hurts my heart. Because it was so close to being good, and it just yeah. Well, no, okay. it, it wasn't so close to being good. It was so close to being excellent. Like it's good. It's it's a really good game, but like the the first few stages of this game, first few levels, show so much promise and like innovation and variety, 
and it just doesn't quite manage to sustain it or really evolve it in really cool ways. There's still plenty of surprises, but I feel like if they just turned the dial up like a couple more notches, we would have had something like super special. Um, that being said, I still think that for like the first game from this studio, there's a lot of potential here. Um, yeah. Wish, wish it had a VR mode as well. I think that would be something super dope. If you want to play something similar, not necessarily just you, but like you as an audience, you, Gorgoa is one of the best games. I mean, ever. it's not quite the same. Really. No, but it messes with reality in the same way. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Very true. And you can also play Gorgoa on like your iPad or something like that. Like you don't have to have like a you don't have to have like an intense yeah. thing. Um okay, next one is Eternites. Mm-hmm. Uh developer Jay left the security of a stable job to pursue his dream of creating a game that blends three action with a dating sim. By the end of the game, you must confess your feelings to one of your companions. I'm this not going to like, lie. I'm kind of looking at it. <laughs> this is like the Persona light game that showed up out of nowhere and then released out of nowhere. I've heard okay things, um, oh, but it's it definitely like Kevin not. played this? I'm not surprised. Um, it's certainly not a game for me. It. If he likes it, I most likely won't and vice versa. Yeah. Um, it, this one is on sale. It's thirty four percent off, so it's in the US nineteen seventy nine right now. Hmm. So the year and the price. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Next is Cocoon, which we had in our fantasy, but none of us played. I don't think. Right. I have technically played part of it. Um. I, I purchased this game as a birthday gift for my for my dad. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. I've said a few. I think I've said a few times that he's had a bit of a gaming renaissance this year, um, and played a few basic games because he really like he, he can't get the grip of using both analog sticks to move and look around at the same time. You know, he's just like that's alien to him. So. You have to go quite simple with the games. Um, but he played through like Limbo, he played through Inside, he played What Remains of Edith Finch, um, he played through Escape Academy. He's currently playing through Cocoon and The Witness. I mean, God forbid, good luck with him playing The Witness, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, he's played a little bit of Cocoon, and I sort of have sort of played through a couple of sections with him, but this is a game I will inevitably go back to at some point to actually do a full playthrough myself because yeah. I am intrigued. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that sentiment. I do want to definitely play this game. I do want to point out this game is 20% off currently, uh, $19.99 in US right now. Mm. Um, it looks incredibly good. Uh, so this is Shuhei says, Cocoon captures what I consider beautiful game design, a screen that is devoid of uh, any UI and lacks any form of tutorial, yet the player intuitively understands what they must do. Uh, this is a new puzzle adventure from the creators of the timeless classic Inside. 
Um, the game continuously delights with its with its en enigmatic puddle puzzles. Yeah. Um, this made me think of that one crab game. I need to play that game. I don't know why. Crab Just made game. Me think of it. Yeah, it's like the Souls crab game where you can like turn on the easy mode and then you get a gun. <laughs> I thought I was lost with crab game. <laughs> and then you said souls crab game. Yeah, hold on. Let me look it up. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it's he's a lobster. Easy no, it's called another another crab's treasure. It's called a shells like because puns. You play a hermit crab named Krill. And he's looking for his long lost shell. And you can turn on <laughs> You can turn on an easy mode <laughs> that literally gives him a huge gun. If you haven't seen this, it's so good. <sighs> Andy Cortez played this. Store to see how much it's it not available. The game's not out yet. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so serious. I'll send I'll send you. Hold on. I'll oh, I, I believe you. Um um, because Andy did like a, um, he did like a, he has a short, um, YouTube short that you can see the gun. <laughs> I love this so much. Okay. Hold on. I'll send this to you. Um, so that's, a, I don't know why I just suddenly, I think the visual kind of reminded me of the underwater view anyways. It was completely unrelated, but that's what I thought about, and I'm looking forward to that game. <laughs> um, okay. okay, there's the full one, and then I can find the short as well. Um, shorts. Okay, the final game on the list, whilst mm -hmm. Bree is looking for that, Trinity S, which is, uh, I actually haven't got a clue. Um, Shu says, for those who enjoy MMORPG boss fights, but don't have the time to reach them. This game is made for you. You and up to two players can fight through a sequence of rigorous boss rushes in co-op. The action mechanic that allows players to access powerful buffs the longer they stand in place is unique and exceptional. Um, straight up, never heard of this. Um, it's just a picture as well on the blog, so I can't even look at gameplay. But it, it sounds interesting. Uh, certainly not something I would really ever actively plump for. But, you know, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll do, do some digging, do some research. Okay, get back to us with the research. And uh, that is that is Shuhei's top 10, in, or top 11, sorry, indie games of the year. Been a, been a pretty good year for games. <laughs> Not for developers, as we've discussed throughout this episode. Yeah, but, uh, great year for games, terrible year for developers. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. that that that's uh, that's it for the episode. That's all we have for you. It was a long one for being casual. It was, but you know, in, there was important stuff to discuss. A very complex, tangled web. Um, pun not intended um and so, now i get to tell everybody see you next year 
Yes, you do. You're held hostage until I stop recording too. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to do the outro now. Thank you everybody for listening. This has been No Limits episode 74. Um, we will be back in the new year in 2024. We hope you have a wonderful festive period, however you choose to spend it and have a happy and fruitful new year. Um, thank you once again to all of our Patreon supporters throughout the year. Your your support has been invaluable, um, and we look forward to bringing you new and exciting content in 2024, some of which you can find information about on all of our social channels, including the Patreon page. Uh, that's been it for 2023, another year down. Uh, Brie, for the final time of this year, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Fabulous Brianna. Thank you. <laughs> Where can people find um, you? <laughs> people can find me anywhere and everywhere at Samhini, H-E-A-N-E-Y. See you next year. Have a good time, guys. <laughs>